Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? But you said you only had sex with three different guys. You never mentioned him. Because I never had sex with him. You crush his yes. We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? I only had sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh, my God. I feel so nauseous. Sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many kids have you asked? How many? Shut up a second, and I'll tell you, Jesus, I didn't freak out like this when you told me how many girls you fucked. This is different. This is important. How many? Well? Something like 36? What? Something like 36? Who are you, boys? Well, what is that anyway, something like 36? Does that include me? African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cock. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. Hi, it's your boy, Sinister One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth, and I'm here with Ken Diesel. You know what I love about this show? I love when we <clears throat> get ready to go on air, and you have, like, major breaking news <clears throat> before you go on the air. We've had some, you know, really bad news. You know, we had Michael Jackson pass just before we went on the air one year. Um, we've just had, you know, we've had all these different crazy things happen uh, before we before we go air, on air live. And tonight is no different. Um, just before we went on the air live, about, I want to say about maybe two, three hours ago, <clears throat> um, breaking news. Trump has fired the uh, FBI secretary head, James Comey. Now, last week, if you were following my Facebook page, um, James Comey actually was testifying. Um, and I actually had made a joke and posted, hey, for, for, for whenever I'm questioned on something, 
um, the answer is going to be that um, that that is that answer is in confidentiality. I cannot answer at this time <laughs> because every question they asked him while he was under oath, he said that that was whatever they everything that they asked him, it was under confidentiality. If it, it couldn't be talked about in public places, so it would have to be talked about behind closed doors. And then um, the topic actually came up about the timing of the release of the info on the email scandal. Now, <clears throat> we're going to go back real quick. I got Ken Diesel sitting here with me. We're going to go back to October 28th. October 28th is the date that the press everywhere had come out with a news story that they had reopened the case on Hillary Clinton's emails and that they were going to go through another batch of 6,000 emails because they had found another computer um, that was tied into the sex scandal. Um, James Coney made the decision. He went to the press, and I, I'm, I'm going to say, and, I, and I've said this since day one, that was that was the decision to swing votes. I feel that if that did not happen on October 28th, I feel that right now, here today, Hillary Clinton would have been our president of the United States. But because this this election was so close, there were so many people who were undecided at that time, that deciding factor was realistically what swung the vote. That's what swung that that push that, that they needed to get Trump into the White House. And it, and it was. It was it, it, it was shown because any any type of popular vote or any type of uh, vote that they did over the phones and stuff prior to that, Hillary Clinton was killing Donald Trump, just just destroying Donald Trump in the public eye. <clears throat> Once James Coney opened this up, it changed a lot of people's minds and it swung those undecided people. It gave them it gave them that swing vote. And what was even worse about it was was it only took them three days to sift through those six thousand emails. Now James Coney got up there and testified and said that the in the software he says what happened was was and look I'm a computer guy and I think his testimony was BS. He got up there and he said in the metadata they couldn't tell if it was emails that they had already checked from the previous investigation, which means they had to go back and check all the six thousand emails. What we all know is that they went and checked these six thousand emails in one weekend's time, and on the Monday before Super Tuesday. They came out and exonerated Hillary Clinton and said that these emails, there was nothing pertinent. It was pretty much a majority of them were the same exact emails that they had already sifted through. And there was nothing new and everything still stood where it stood, <clears throat> which means it was a big waste of time. It was a big waste of money. Um, the reason why James Comey was under fire and the question that they asked him in this investigation was, was they had asked him, did he know, did he realize that his decision to break that? that story to the press was going to affect the election. Now he claims, and, and, and he says, and you can look this up, people, he says that one, he didn't feel that his decision was going to swing the election. If he knew it was, he would have made, he would have thought about it better. He also said that he still stands beside his decision to go to the press because he said that if he didn't go to the press, it was he said he he kind of put it as a damned if you do damned if you don't situation. He felt that if he didn't go to the press, it would have created another issue versus going to the press. I and I got Ken Diesel on the line here, and I think if you're James Comey and you and you don't go to the press, and when when it comes out and you clear Hillary Clinton and they and you tell people. Well, she's been found clear, blah, 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 blah. And then people say, well, why didn't you come to the press to tell us that before the election? You allowed her to win. I think if he comes out and says, well, I feel that if I came to the press and said we reopened the investigation, that this would have swung the election. And I wanted the election to be on fair ground. I think I think 90 percent of your voting public who knows anything about politics would have accepted that answer. I think the answer he gave while under oath saying that he made the decision and he has to live with that decision and he doesn't re he didn't realize that it was going to change the election as we know it i think that's bullshit i think that's one of the reasons why uh this has led to trump being, trump firing him and getting you know pushing this guy far away from him as he can ken what are your thoughts on this and what, what's your opinion on the matter look anybody who thinks comey didn't realize that his decision would have an impact on the election i've got a lovely bridge in brooklyn i'm dying to sell you cheap mm. only one former owner Oh, come on, please. 
he knew exactly what he was doing. And what he was doing was, uh, very simply, he was trying to bulletproof him, hedge his bets. If Hillary Clinton won the election, he'd probably stay on because he would come out and exonerate her later. If Trump won the election, well, he released the emails. That's what he was doing. He was trying to do job security. That's mm. all he was doing. You he think so? You think this was all absolutely. about job security? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was absolutely no reason. Look, I've been doing criminal defense work over 25 years, okay? Now, there's one cardinal rule prosecutors abide by. You <laughs> never shoot off your mouth until you're sure of what you're going to do. If you're going <laughs> to indict a guy, you wait until the indictment's unsealed. If you're going to arrest a guy, you wait until they actually have him in cuffs. Mm-hmm. If you if you get if you're in the middle of a trial, you keep your mouth shut until there's been a conviction or until there's been an exoneration or a not guilty. You don't go, oh, we're at the investigation and well, keep you posted. No, the answer is we have no comment at this time. We will t- when we have something to inform you, we'll release it through our PA, our public affairs official. And you're right. And you're right because, like I said, let's go back. The date was October twenty eighth. You had only two, three days before that election. You had the you had the weekend, and then you had Super Tuesday. It was it was a matter of just forty eight hours that that this wasn't this impacted the election. This was big. This I remember. I remember talking to Ken. I remember when this information came out, and they said that this was going to open. They were going to open the. I remember sending a text to Ken and saying, "Holy shit! This is this is going to screw with the election." And 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 it was scary because there was there yeah. was no need of that, and it was no need of him to come out. And I and I had there was absolutely no reason. As a matter of fact, I think it's unethical. Uh, most prosecutors have, have a special code of conduct they've got to follow under the ABA rules of professional conduct, and that but applies. But the FBI to, director fall into that? Yes, he does because okay. he's DVD part. Right. He's being armed the prosecution. He's armed the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important things is keeping your freaking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. If you don't yep. have something to say, don't say it. There was no requirement for him to go out and tell anybody what he was doing. Okay? Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no requirement. They hadn't found anything. They hadn't anything. They want to review it. Fine. Knock yourself out. And then after the election, you go out and say, hey, by the way, we looked at 6,000 6, emails, and we didn't find anything. Yeah, and I think that okay? was the, the, I mean, I was, this is fre- freaking crap. Well, I think that was the point that the woman was trying to get across that was interviewing him during this, these testimonies. Um, I think that was the point that she was saying. Um, is that, you know, there really was no need for him to go to the press. There was no need. When they had that documentation and they knew they had files to check, there was no reason to go to the press and say that they were reopening this investigation and opening, you know, they found this. They could have kept that quiet till after the election and he could have said, right, exactly. we, didn't want, we didn't want to impact the election. And there, I think everybody would have understood that and accepted that answer. Um, the problem here is that, again, the FBI is under a ton of scrutiny. Um, and when we go back to this whole debate about Hillary Clinton and emails, I know I was going back and forth with Patrick Carrara and, and Matt Paulkus, and we go back to this debate, and I kept saying to people, I'm like, you don't get it. You know, the email server isn't controlled like your email at home. When they talk about Hillary right. Clinton and this and that and deleting the deleting of emails, it is not Hillary Clinton's job to delete the emails off her server. Yes, she can click delete, but the emails off the server, the job of that deletion is done by the DOJ, Department of Justice. It is their job. And, uh, and, and back- here, here's here's the other thing you got to remember about, about the deletion of the email servers. One of the problems that Hillary Clinton got got in trouble with is she had a server in her home that would access the DOS, Department of State, and DOJ, and DOJ, and other other email servers, which means the co- emails on her server were already were not original; they were copies of other places. So even if she deleted them, it's not like she's getting rid of them. Right? They, they stay. Exist. They stay on the they, server. They exist they other exist. places. Yes, and and, the, and it's the DOJ's job. To right. to make sure those are off the server and wherever she's linked to, and I try to explain that to people. This isn't this isn't about Hillary Clinton and getting rid of her emails. Probably this is about the DOJ. And there was a whole big thing during the testimony way back when the DOJ and the FBI got into this this match about. First of all, it's not Hillary Clinton's job to deem what emails are classified and un, and and what level of classification they were. It's right. the DOJ's job to determine what level of classification that the email is, and then to place that classification and place that email where it's supposed right. to I mean, be. It's not Hillary's job to do and, that. And here's the other thing. This is one of the other things that's driving me crazy that no one seems to want to talk about. 
During the entire Bush administration, the, the White House and all members of his cabinet used a private RNC email server. And no one had a problem with it. And the Trump administration did the exact same thing. And no mm-hmm. one seems to have a problem with that either. It's like, wait, what about all this, you know, worry about national security? It yeah. was a red herring issue. It was. And it was. And anyone who doesn't, doesn't believe that, well, you're either naive or you're lying. There's well, no again. Again, there was a lot of people out there who were who were thinking about this as using their normal email at home. And I used to t- I was trying to argue with people. If the email in Washington is not like you think. I worked at the MBTA, and I can tell you right now, the MBTA was on a government server, right? And their emails were you deleted your email, but the email was deleted and, and taken care of by the IT department. They were the ones that could only wipe your stuff clean. Your stuff was right. still sitting there on the server, it was their job to take care of that server and clean that server as need be. Um, it's the same where I work now. All of our stuff is on a, on a government server, and it stays there until they deem what needs to be deleted and what... So there's, right. there's some... Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. This whole deletion is like, she well, you should make a lead off of her server, but it doesn't mean, it, you know, it doesn't mean yeah. that there wasn't a copy someplace else. Right. Her her problem was was that she was an old woman. She was stubborn, and she didn't want to get rid of her. Right. Yeah. We're going to rid of whether she should have a server or not. Well, that's a whole different issue. That, that no, was, she that shouldn't have had a server. Different. That was wrong. It was a violation of government security protocols. And I agree. So I'll mm-hmm. slap her with a fine and tell her not to do it again, and end the story. Yeah. And she's not. And I'm pretty sure Hillary Clinton's not the only one in our government that's that's. Well, no, you know, we know that. We know that. We know the stubborn, stubborn woman administration. Who... Everyone. Did. It was never an issue of whether you should have an email server or not. That was not the issue. The issue was Hillary Clinton did it with something they they could try to make hay of, and they never did. Okay. So there's so not ev- there's not there, there's no evidence that one single email ever was viewed by or gotten people who were not cleared to see it. Yes, exactly. Other than her daughter, other than her daughter, and the only argument we had there was was that okay, if you're if you're president of the United States and your daughter is going overseas and doing these things, if you're that person, if you're a secretary of state or whatever, you're going to share some emails with your daughter regardless. Right, and and you don't think, oh, please, don't don't even go. go, go yeah, it, it happens. It happens, and I'm just saying that you know, if anybody says I would never share emails with my daughter, you're wrong. You 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 would if she was if she was studying. She's in college and she's studying on something. You can give her a heads up and, and give her some information, help her out with an exam or whatever. You're going to get that information for her. And that's your daughter. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So uh, so James Comey is now fired. Trump is, is pushing those people okay. away. Now he, right, exactly. Now, here's the problem with that. And my problem is, now let me. Look, I think we should get some background to this mm-hmm. because I think we um, people get in short shrift of it. Comey came under a lot of fire because he thought, he thought that, he, that he either intentionally or unintentionally or through – Either incompetence or maliciousness mm-hmm. through the the uh, election to Donald Trump. So in order to try to get his reputation back, he decided, okay, screw you all. I will take that investigation regarding the Russians' connections very seriously, and I will, you know, cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war, which he did. By all accounts, he was running an excellent investigation into mm-hmm. the problems, and he was uncovering a ton of stuff. And apparently, from what I'm being told by a number of people who are in the know, they want to discuss, um, uh, you know, other stuff. Is apparently they were on to something, and and uh, Trump told him to back off, and he said, "Fuck you." Oh yeah, because Trump didn't want him digging right. deep. And so apparently, there's stuff. something there. there. I mean, what I'm pointing is what I'm telling. What I'm told by people, <clears> I called a number of people. I saw this. I called a number of people I know, and all of them and said. Their, their only comment was they're surprised it took Trump this long. Mm. He said, what? I said, we expected him to be done a month ago. I said, what? I said, yeah. He was. We were hearing rumors that they were telling him to back off a month ago. Like, back off or we'll fire you a month ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's something clearly there. <clears throat> Well, we'll see. It's going to get interesting. And you just said there was also more breaking news. You were talking about the uh, these uh, this message, these uh, information that came out of um, this woman who right. gave some testimony today. I'd like Sally to Yates was the former acting attorney general before uh, Jeff Sessions was confirmed. Mm-hmm. Okay, apparently, when uh, apparently she was part of the transition team that came in, Trump, and apparently what she is saying now is President Obama <laughs> personally told. Then President elect Trump, but now President Trump, not to hire Michael Flynn because he was compromised by the by the Russian security services. Mm-hmm. They actually had evidence. This is the first time we're now hearing about it, that the Trump administration had evidence that he was compromised. 
Mm. Not very important to understand what I'm saying. We are not saying they it's a potential compromise. No, that they had something on him. Right. And so that is apparently that was one of the reasons he was fired. Now mm. the official reason was that for insubordination. Apparently, what mm. we're finding out now is no, that was a cover story because apparently he'd been compromised by the Russians already, back when he was the head of the DIA, mm. which is the Defense Intelligence Agency. Which, if true, I mean, that means the Trump administration put someone in a very uh, sensitive position, knowing them to have been compromised by a foreign government. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so. That's true. Just give the kids the key to the candy box. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. if you willingly know, put someone in a high security position that has been compromised by a foreign government. Oh my effing god! Is all I got to say. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny because uh, he's you know he's taken a beating. You know he he had a couple of good weeks there for a while. There, there was some things that Trump was doing. That I was actually agreeing with and giving him his props. There were some things that he did do, and I agreed with him and you know gave him props. He you know he released a, a ton of money to NASA, which you know a lot of a lot of presidents you know have stopped had stopped giving money to NASA. Um, and he's one of the guys that finally said, you know, let's let's get back into our space exploration. And I've been saying that for a long time. Um, so I was happy with that. Um, and, you know, there were some other couple, couple of little things there that he did. But then he went right back and he signed this religion bill that I wasn't happy with that it's going to affect. Not a bill. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. That is not a bill. That is an executive what, order. It's an executive. Yes, correct. It was an executive Big freaking order. difference. Don't say it's yep. a law. But it's not. Yep. So it's an executive order. Um, it's going to allow bigotry and it's going to allow discrimination behind the veil of religion. I don't agree right. with it at all. I think you're going to see that impact a lot of these places down south below in the in the Bible Belt areas. I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of was denied services and stuff like that. Uh, it's pretty scary. Um, because I think these, this, this issue here is going to lead to a lot of Supreme Court, some very important things that are coming up in the Supreme Court. I think you're going to see a lot of these, uh, things that are going to be battled heavily. Um, and now that we have a new healthcare plan, um, but you're saying, Ken, that you don't think this is going to make it. You're thinking that they, no, the Republicans, the Republican leadership in the Senate has already said they're not even considering it. They're starting from scratch. They, they, Mitch McConnell said, we're not going to look at it. It's horrible. It's disgusting. It's the worst thing. We have. He, he said, "Look, he put together a. This is well. The joke was he put together a twelve-man task force, and I do mean that literally. There was not one single female senator on on the uh, to look at to create their own bill. Mm. And I saw this. I you know this plan, and, and people were, you know, there were a lot of people out there applauding it. You know, the, you know, the Trump Americans they were out there applauding, saying Obamacare is done and dead. And it's like, look, you know, a lot of people again. Medical care insurance in this country is is the, the most complex thing out there. Obama was trying to do the right thing by providing all of all of the people in America with health care by by using a model called Romney, which was actually Romney Care, which started right. which actually started here. You know, and a lot of people were complaining about the fact that their premiums went up and this went up and that went up. That wasn't Obama's fault. Obama had the best intentions in the world. The reason why your premiums and things like that went up is because you had things like um, for doctors, you had their insurance, their liability insurances and stuff. They, that that all went up. You had premiums go up because five percent of that that annual premium has to go up to cover those people who are not covered by insurance. Right? So, no, no. The, the reason, no, no. The reason it went up, and this is the reason, was that there was called minimum uh, care coverage provisions. And what the yes. insurance company says, you're going to put that in. Then we have the, we have to have the right to raise premiums now. Obamacare's original original thing had a rate regulation board where mm-hmm. insurance companies, if they wanted to change the rates, had to go in front of this rate regulation board and get approval. That was taken out because it was the only way they could get it through Congress. They got to take it out and let the marketplace decide. Right. So the insurance companies on their own decided to raise the rates. They know they could do that now because everyone had to have coverage and there was availability to pay for the raise in premiums. Mm-hmm. So if you want to freaking why your coverage, your premiums went up, and that's the reason. Blame the insurance agencies. They said we want to make more yeah. money. 
Exactly. Yep, exactly. That's what I told, you know, it was that I was telling a lot of people, they don't realize there's more to this than meets the eye. It's a very, very complex beast. Um, and you have to understand everything. And yes, Obamacare wasn't going to work for everybody. There are some people out there that Obamacare, they were going to have a medical or health situation and Obamacare wasn't going to work for them. Does that mean that the whole plan sucks because no. it didn't work for you? No, it doesn't because Obamacare still helped a lot of people. So, it you know, does. It, it does. And then in the long run, it's <laughs> going to help a lot of people. And, in, and then also, there are problems with Obamacare. I'm the first guy to admit it. But they're fixable problems. For example... The the uh, one of the one of the compromises they made, I think, it was a disastrous compromise. Which each state was going to run their own health insurance exchange. Well, that's re- freaking ridiculous. That's never going to work. You need a uniform health ex- health exchange, yes. and you need single payer. I mean, that's where I think we're going. I think we're eventually wind up with single payer. Because well, let's 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 be brutally honest here, Ken. This this Obamacare would have gotten to where it needed to be if the Republicans didn't dig their heels in take the ball and go home in the first two years of Obama's first term when he yeah. wanted to get this going in, in the first year of his first term. They didn't start working on this until the third year of his first term. And by the time he got it implemented and in place, he only had two, he only had two years left on his second term. So it really didn't get a chance to mature. It didn't really get a chance to turn into what it needed to turn into. And I feel that, you know, I blame the Republicans for that. I blame the Republicans oh, yeah. for Causing this well, to happen. <laughs> their whole thing was they never wanted to deal with it. They never wanted to deal with it, and they want to make it as painful as humanly possible. Yes, and they won. They, they they know they didn't want this. They didn't want a victory for Obama. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole reason they called it Obamacare, ironically, now it's, it's turned on its head, was the idea we're going to instead of calling it the America uh, uh, the Care ACA, Act. they called it Obamacare as a way of denigrating it. Yes, being pejorative. Right. Turns out they ended up doing the man a favor. I mean, you know, but, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's welcome. Welcome to America is all I can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so because this won't now, because this new plan will not go through, as you're saying, what does happen with the ACA? Does that stay in place? Still stays in place. The ACA has not been place. repealed. It's still a law of the land. Now, here's the other Got thing. It. The uh, the first of all the house the house um, bill was never CBO scored congressional budget scored mm-hmm. it wasn't open to the public comment period and the Senate's already said they're not even going to look at it so basically the Senate the Senate has got until maybe July maybe mm-hmm. to get their bill on the floor hearings and passed and then you got to begin the what we call the reconcile the reconciliation process. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that because that was not going to get done before September. Yeah, that's what I figured. And then forget yeah. trying to get anything done in September because then they got the budget cuts. Remember, they yes. barely passed the budget. Well, they yeah, they barely yeah they barely passed the budget. They they, they got it just enough to get us to July. So we, to September. So basically, September, September yep. we talk about the budget. Yeah. Trump lost on that. So basically, even if the Republicans come up with with a with a with a plan that comes out of the Senate, you're going to have two diametrically opposed bills. And Trump's now saying he may not sign either one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's well, the thing we're talking about. Trump's now he walks like, oh, I'm like, oh, I don't want any of these bills. It's like, so you're going to have disaster on top of disaster. Well mm-hmm. done, Mr. Trump. Yeah, and that well, is assuming, of course, he hasn't, you know, been, you know, arrested for tri treason. Well, we'll see. It's, it's going to get interesting. So let's shift gears here from politics. Let's head over to the world of sports. Um, big, big, big. Uh, unvi- well, let's say let's say it was big news here on the New England Patriots here in Hernandez front. Um, they released the letter to his fiancee where he claimed that she is rich because he knew he was going to commit suicide. And today was the day. I'm going to let Ken get into this. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before. Um, it looks like that this guy did commit suicide for his for his daughter. Um, and explain what's going to happen now, Ken, with this with this. Well, contract. what's already happened is there there's called an abatement. The uh, the the judge in the case has already uh, basically vacated the conviction for for the double murder mm-hmm. that he was doing time on. They have to because the appeals were not exhausted. Now here's the problem: he's never going to see any of that money. Because no one's going to give it to him. Because he clearly is not going to get it because of the morals clause in his contract. And not only that, he's going to get he, that just because um, the conviction's gone away. That does not stop 
the wrongful death suits for the family. The moral clause contract was put in after, I believe, Ken. Nope. That, that moral clause was, was put together moral, after. The, every NFL every NFL player has had a morals clause in his contract since 1971. Really? Yep. All right. And I confirm that with a number of people who are know who know who know sports law much better than I do. Every one of them has a morals clause. Now you could argue that doesn't apply in this situation because his conviction was vacated, and that it would be unfair to penalize him without him being alive. That's what people are now saying that the way they may get out of it because you've got what we call un unadjudicated conduct. Well, we'll see because it's going to come down. But the now other and- thing is. The the family still can sue him for that money. Yeah, well, he's got a daughter. I understand she lost her son, um, but let's it's gonna get, it's gonna be real interesting. We're gonna see what happens here on the front. Um, it was other than that, it's it's just been actually it's actually been crazy here in the New England area. Uh, we had a very bloody, bloody crazy weekend here in the New England area. We had a it started off on during the weekend. We had a, a gentleman in Braintree at the Motel Six. Uh, the Boston police had to go into Braintree to issue a 209A on a on a on a person, and they had to ask for the Braintree police to go with them because it was you know the person was holed up in Braintree at, at the Motel Six, the Route Three Rotary there, uh, right across from the MBTA station. Um, they go there to issue the 209A. Uh, he refuses to open his door and barricades himself in the door. They go to get a key. And when they go to open the door with the key, the dude shoots through the door, striking an officer in the head. The officers return fire through the door. It turns into a real tense, uh, barricaded suspect situation. Uh, they, you know, they get people out of the hotel and everything. And about two in the morning, they send the robo cam into the room and they find that this gentleman was actually hit when they returned fire, but he also had taken his own life and had killed himself. While this is going on in Braintree in South Boston, we have another guy who was, I guess he had a record of robbing banks and stuff, but got a job for some reason. Somehow he got a job as a security guard for a high rise. He was just a security, you know, a security guy who checks people in and out. And I guess this guy's been robbing people. He decided to go up to a penthouse and, and tie up two doctors who were engaged to be married. And uh, he slit their throats and was in the process of getting ready to rob them. Um, but I guess the cops found out. They came in and they exchanged fire, and this gentleman is now being held. And uh, they actually arraigned him at his hospital bed. But the uh, two doctors are dead, um, and you know it's just a pretty, pretty crazy situation situation here, uh, here in Massachusetts. It's just been pretty busy, you know, with with news. So, oh Ken, defense attorney, you're pretty busy, buddy. <laughs> with, We're always busy. Going. With what's going on, um, I'm actually waiting to see what's going to happen here with a few things. We've got a few things going on here in Massachusetts. We've got this rain that we've had for one, two, three, four days now. We've got five more days of rain that's going on. And I'm more concerned about the fact that the they told us we were going to get 10 days of rain. And three out of those 10 days of rain... We're nice. Sadly, we were yeah. able to salvage and have a nice day, which was good. But then the last couple of days, we it cut down to thirty three degrees last night. Yep, up at Logan Air, thirty three degrees last night, and it's May eighth. Well, it was May ninth at that time after midnight. So it's pretty crazy. What are your thoughts on that one, dude? This is you know, I, if I may quote, you know. Uh, Mark Twain, if you don't like the weather in England, wait 15 minutes, it'll change. But this is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people, I, I mean, I, I'm in May. I want some goddamn sunshine. I want some nice flowers. I'm going to walk around in my shorts and my sandals. I've had shorts on. I've had shorts on for the last week or two. Um, I, I have, I'm have. i sleeping with three blankets in the night. In fact, on top of mm-hmm. my apartment is that cold. This is absolutely yeah. out of freaking control. I actually put the heat on on the ride home this morning from work. Um, I got into the car this morning when I left work, and it was actually once it was 38 degrees when I got into the car. Um, so I actually turned the heat on, let the heat come on, and drove home this morning. I was shaking my head, saying 38 degrees at friggin' in May. This is crazy. Yeah. So I, whatever, I got it. So it, it's just been been crazy. We, you know, cray cray. 
seven seven thirty five. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, entertainment front, big news on the entertainment front too. Um, Xfinity. A lot of people are you know have a love hate relationship with Comcast. I really don't have any problems with Comcast. Yeah, their prices are kind of high, but you know if you take advantage of everything they offer, you're good. Now Xfinity just unveiled. If you've got the Xfinity in your home, um, you want to go into your phone and go into your Xfinity apps, you'll see two new apps, Xfinity FI, XFI, and Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity is about to go into the mobile network. Uh, they're going to be providing cell phone service um, over their internet, over their internet services. So it's pretty crazy uh, what they're about to do. But not only that, they're also about to drop the fastest modem gateway ever. Um, in the home, they're talking about one up to one gigabyte of download speeds. Um, be crazy. I actually went down to my local cable provider office to see if it had come in yet, and it has not arrived yet because I'm a Comcast ins- insider. Um, but it has not arrived yet. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this coming. And we've got big news on the on the front. Hulu has 50 channels, and they're going to be offering. TV service on Hulu for $39.99 a month. Netflix has announced three major movies that's going to be on their network. So cable has got some stuff that they've got. To, they've got to, yeah. Whoa, what's that? What is that? That is my new tablet. I can't seem to get to work properly. Damn, I guess so. That was pretty loud. But um, there's a lot of... I turned down the volume. Sorry about that. Nope. There's a lot of options for people coming up as far as um, cable TV and stuff goes. Now, I saw this coming a mile away because everybody has internet in the home. Everybody has Wi-Fi. Um, you know, everybody has cable service. But with the way that things are going with internet and Wi-Fi, the cable, existing coaxial cable is kind of on the way out if if you're going to be getting all of your stuff across the internet. Um, everything's getting apps. Your All your smart TVs have apps now. Um, that log into your your internet stuff. You can get your HBO Go and all that stuff right through your apps on your smart TV. So it's kind of a thing that you want to people, you know, you got to keep your eye on. Um, Coaxial may be on the way out. Files, wiring may be on the way out. Internet may be the way that everything travels through, you know, your information data may be strictly through internet and that may be it eventually years down the road. Um, And it could be. Get ready. I, I think. I think we're headed into. You know, I've always been a geek. So for me, this is just a crazy, crazy time. I'm probably one of the few guys who gets an email like that this weekend, Ken, and mm-hmm. I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> I get so excited to see things like that because it it means we're taking a big technological jump or an advancement in in society. Um, I actually saw. A story. Did you see the story that I shared on my Facebook page about two weeks ago about the gene splicing? Yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of rushed over, and I'm kind. Of, I was kind of like, does anyone <clears throat> realize how big this is? What what they what they're messing with? They are they are doing some things that that I I wanted to see. Is it the Geneva? Who is it that's overseas that put the kibosh on uh on cloning? Who was it? Well, there's some international there's some international medical protocols, not the Geneva Convention. I forget the name of them. Yeah, some, I'm trying to think who it is, what what group it is. I, I always yeah, think I it's mean, the Geneva Convention. It's not the Geneva. That's for peace. No, and war. there's some international medical folks. Uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but yeah, they and it wasn't so much they put they didn't put the kibosh on cloning. They just said, hey, guys. <laughs> well, they stopped them because they were getting – they wanted to do primates and stuff. They wanted to get right. into that, and they said, nope, we're not going into that ground. And they said, well, we'll allow you to do the sheep, and then they stopped it at sheep and mice. Well, yeah, uh, no, well, there's some other – there were some other medical protocols that they didn't they, – they, they had to go through. They hadn't done it yet. Now it was the age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They could be I mean, because there's a lot of – it's very, very complicated. And, you know, it's just not it, – it, oh, it's cloning, shorthand. Uh, yes and no. Yeah, so well, well. Here's the thing. I I shared this post. Um, there were two stories. They were actually in the same day, to be honest. The first one was was that they took a wasp and they genetically changed the wasp so it has red eyes. Um, 
and there was like really no rhyme or reason as to why they did it. They just wanted to see if they could do it, and they did it. They they genetically spliced red eyes into a wasp, and it was pretty evil looking, to be honest. And the picture is actually somewhere on my Facebook page if you were to go check it out. But what they did was is that this this past week they had mice with that were infected with HIV. They went into their DNA. And they were able to genetically pull the H, the coding for the HIV itself, out of the DNA structure of the mice. Now that's big. That's that's huge. So what they're what they're saying is pretty much in mice, they have found a way to cure HIV in mice. They want to be able to move on to primates next, which is the closest to human beings. My question is, Ken, do you think they're going if they're going to allow that to happen? Or do you think they're going to put the kibosh on that and not let them go that route? I think what's going to, going to happen is that there's going to be a very, very limited run and with a lot of supervision. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, yes, you are going to see some of that, but, and this is the big but, it's going to be very tightly controlled. Do you have any uh, legal people that you could go and maybe ask over the next week or so and just see as this as this goes on? I could, I, I, could, I, I could call around and ask, but a lot of the the, the problem is, uh, you know, you're you're you know, no one knows what to do uh, until it actually happens. So there's really we're in really into un, uncharted territory here. Well, this so. is this is big. I mean, this is a big this is a big thing because uh, again, you know, you're, you're it's. Granted, that people are seeing the cure part of it. It's not just the cure right. part of it. I've I've always felt when you start messing with DNA coding, you're now getting into some of the stuff that we've talked about with 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 you know and and sci-fi. This is the type of stuff that you start right. messing with DNA coding. You start messing with Mother Nature, and you know sometimes you don't realize what you've caused until five or ten or fifteen years later. Right, on. exactly. And that's why everyone's being very careful about this stuff. I mean, this yes. Super sensitive, uh, and people even the research community are going. We don't know. It isn't like we don't know. We, we're trying to establish protocols. We are not exactly sure how to do establish protocols mm-hmm. because what protocols do we use? This is literally something that has never ever in the history of humanity been tried. Well, think I, I, th- there I is think unprecedented. I think if it's successful, and I think if they do allow this to go, okay, you've got HIV. I think if you can cure, if you can, and let's say, okay, like, I hate to put in order of how we should do things. I think if you had to say, okay, let's look at this by which is affecting our the cost of our health care, and that's how we decide what we're going to take care of next. If this if this DNA gene, you know, splicing and this gene uh, removing. Um, is if it's something that's going to work, okay. So you've taken HIV out of the equation now by 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 removing that gene from the DNA strand. Okay, we've done that. So where do you go next from here? I would say, for me, I would say, okay, let's attack Alzheimer's next. I think that would be number two. Then cancer. I think you get Alzheimer's before cancer. I think I think majority of people are going to say go after cancer next. But I, I would say Alzheimer's then cancer. Where would you go, Ken? Um, that's a good one. I mean, I, 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 my mother died of cancer, so I'm gonna go with cancer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, here, here's the problem, and this is this is gonna get, you know, everybody into a lot, a, a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that is, you know, what do you? Okay, great. We now identified. This genetic material that can attack, but where does it stop? Okay, where does as it to stop? What, as to what, what do you, you stop? do next? I mean, do you now look for, uh, you know, uh, you know, how, how do you, I mean, what do you, what do you now just de- deem to be a genetic defect? Are people who have um, a, uh, well, how, how do I put this? A predisposition for certain attributes, like like being black or being white or being Jewish or being gay, does that get messed around with? Well, you know, you stop making a good point. You know, you've got autism. You've got um, you can stop messing with 
So you got autism. You've got um, what else could they height? People's height. Right, height. Right. Well, dwarfism. You know that somebody's exactly. genetically. Yeah, you know somebody's going to be genetically short. Now you right. now you can mess I mean, with that exactly. and find I that. Mean, skin color. Now we're going to take out people who have a predisposition. Uh, are we now start start programming people to be better? You know, better, better stronger, faster, stuff like that. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I mean, there are people out there predisposition to great athletic talent. I'm not one of them. Well, can we? I wonder. That has yet to be found. Yet we we haven't found if someone who's talented is that through genetics or is it just? Oh, well, yeah. I think there are certain people have, who have. Look, for example, I'm never going to play in the NBA. Neither are you because we're too short. But there are people who are uh-huh. tall and also yeah. athletic. I mean, there are people who have just natural born athletes. Not to say they don't work at it. Tom Brady is a very talented athlete. He works very hard, but he had some basic genetic skills that I will never have. I, no matter how hard I worked or work, I will never be as good as an athlete as Tom Brady. It's never going to happen. Okay? Despite how hard I work, he's got something that I don't, which is fine. That's the thing. Where does it stop? Right, exactly, and that's what I'm, that's that's what my that's my worry in the situation. Where does it stop? Where does it begin? You know, does this become something where we genetically get rid of everything, and then we become like Logan's Run, where at a certain age you have to go right. and see? You know, it becomes that time of where you right. it's your time to go. You know, it, it does get you know it starts making you think about about the future in, in science and how we are where we are headed as a society. Um, and it's weird. Like I said, just I always tell people, keep your eyes on stories like this. These are the stories that they pop up, and then all of a sudden you don't hear anything. And those are the stories that scare me because there's a reason why you don't hear about it no more because it's such a big story that they put the kibosh on it so you don't have to hear anything about it anymore so we don't know exactly what's going on because it's a big, it's a big thing. Um, I remember that many, many, many years ago, I remember hearing that MIT – had found a way to harness. Oh my God! What do they call that now? It's something energy. Um, MIT had found a way to harness this certain type of energy, and you know that this was going to change the world, and we wouldn't have to rely on fuel and all this stuff anymore. And and all of a sudden, the kibosh was put on that story. Didn't hear nothing about it. Nobody ever brought it up again. Nobody ever talked about the people who found a way to harness the energy. And um, I've done Google searches and stuff, and I have absolutely nothing out there. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Can it help me out if you fusion? Type, cold fusion. Yes, thank you, thank you. Cold fusion. I want to say it was about six years, maybe five years ago. MIT had made a big friggin'. They made a big friggin'. Um, they were doing some type of study and some type of testing, and they had a huge breakthrough with cold fusion. And they said they were on it, and they knew this, and they knew they could do this, and they were going to present it at this. There was some type of thing that was coming up, and they were talking, you know, peace, all these prizes and all these awards that they were going to get. And then all of a sudden, boom, not a thing. And I'm pretty sure if I was open my phone up and Google it right now, you probably would not see, you probably would find nothing, nothing at all. And and I wonder, you know, you see these things, these sci-fi movies where – you know, schools like MIT and stuff, they're doing these testing of students and they're hungry. And then they they have these amazing breakthroughs. And then the government comes in and just shuts them down, takes their funding away. And I sometimes they wonder, does that really go on, Ken? Does that? Well, of course it goes on. Does that well, stuff come uh, in? Absolutely. And everybody doesn't believe, you know, there was a great movie that came out a couple, many years ago. Oh, my God. Almost 20 years ago called Tucker. Mm-hmm. And it was about the, the Tucker uh, company. And about how the government shut him down, even though he many of his of uh, his inventions became standard over the years. Mm-hmm. There was this way ahead of, the, and Detroit didn't want it, so Detroit called on DC to shut this guy down. I mean, you don't understand. We have a huge investment in fossil fuel infrastructure. Mm-hmm. If that were going away, think about how many jobs would be lost. Well, how much money would be lost? Look at how much to, and for those who don't realize it, let's let's look at it. Let's look at the tax base. 
how taxes were affected by the influx of hybrid cars. When hybrid cars first came out, they gave everybody a tax break. Once hybrid cars got into the 10-year mark, you stopped getting your tax break, but there was something else that they realized once we had so many hybrid cars on the road. Less people bought gas, and they started feeling the loss of gas tax from the pumps because less people were paying taxes at the pumps. And it took them about 10 years to start feeling that loss at the pumps. And somebody said to me, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, we do. It's just simple math, dude. If you've yeah. got 40,000, 40, even if you got 40,000 hybrid cars that are getting 50 to 60 miles per gallon, that's just do the math right there, how less those cars are going and how much taxes are not being paid into the tax base. It's just simple math. It isn't crazy. It isn't stupid. It's true money. It's true numbers that they're losing. And and that's why they're looking for all these new ways to tax people and find a way to get that tax back. Uh, people don't people don't realize that, you know. That's why they up the cigarette tax to make up for the taxes that they lost in gas. Right. So I mean it's one of those things, um, and hybrid cars are here to stay. You know, and hybrid cars are only getting better. Um, I yeah. went down and checked out a Tesla, um, and I can tell you right now, if I had the $80,000 to buy the Tesla SUV, I would have bought it. <laughs> I would. I, that car was amazing. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And the fact that it was just clean energy all the way, no oil, um, you know, not even in the engine. There was no oil in the engine. It was just, just a beautiful, just a crazy, crazy car. Uh, as far as it goes, as next generation um, electric vehicle. And and Tesla was a. And anybody will tell you if you know anything about uh, Mr. Tesla. Tesla was ahead of everybody. Uh, yeah. When it comes to talking electricity and and electronic products, uh, he was way ahead of the game. This he should have been much bigger than what he really was, to be honest. Well, that was the reason. I mean, he, you know, he was a threat to uh, Edison who was being backed by J.P. Morgan, and that's why he got buried. That's why you never hear about him. Was there ever a movie made about Tesla? Not that I'm aware of, but it's possible. I was wondering if there was a story or a movie. I, I think there was – I know there's a ton of documentaries about him, but I don't think there was ever a movie about him and, and, and him uh, and, you know, him being against – you know, Edison, well, not him, you know, not personally against it, but there was this whole thing between all the current and, and, you know, D.C. and, you know. Well, yeah, ACDC, the current wars. I mean, that, yes. that you know. So, I that, mean, that's very, what it was. Very interesting stuff. Uh, it's 7.53, another quick show for the booth tonight. I know we talked a lot of politics. We talked a lot of uh, geeky stuff tonight. Touched a little bit on sports. I know sometimes people want to tune in. They want to laugh and have fun. And, not much laughs tonight, but you know what? It, sometimes we got to get geeky on people. Sometimes we got to get political on people. And when you have breaking news like James Comey getting fired, and I hate to say this, I I said this back in uh, I think I said this back in when he was really getting under fire. I felt this is going to be a guy that you're going to find him. He's either going to take that bullet, or he you're going to find him with a bullet somewhere in Washington, and it's going to be some type of quote robbery or something i just i just i don't feel like james and i hate to wish this on anybody i hate to say this about anybody but i think james comey is that guy that i i think he needs to be walking with eyes behind his head that's all i oh absolutely i just think yeah i just think you know we've had the clintons involved in their scandals and you know we had a guy that was an avid canoeer yet they found him drowned and three feet of water and he's an avid canoeist and they found him. Yeah. You know, Hey, a lot of, lot, no, don't laugh. A lot of people it, were the, the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he an FBI director also? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that was under the clear water shit, right? Right. Exactly. No, you're talking about, well, no, well that guy, he wasn't an FBI director. He what was, was he? he was an FBI though, right? Yeah. He was, I think he, think he was the associate director for the investigation division. Yes. Thank you. So, Yes, he's, yeah, he's he, right uh, up there with James and, Comey. And don't forget I, Vince Foster, I mean, the alleged suicide in the park. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So, like I said, I mean, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a James Comey fan, I would, I would... All I can say is, brother, grow, grow some eyes in the back of your head, uh, as they say, yeah, say in yeah. prison slang. I, I, I'm just saying, he was fired today, and I would say that... The clock is ticking. If you if you've got a Deadpool going and you're that type of person who bets on a Deadpool, 
Uh, <laughs> I would I would quickly add James Comey to your day. All, all I can say, if all of a sudden we wake up tomorrow morning and find out that James <laughs> Comey has, ha- has had a uh, one-car accident, uh, <laughs> all tomorrow, watching Baltimore Parkway, I'm going. It's like... <laughs> Ken, please don't, because I don't know how many times we've gotten off the air, and like two days later, we're like, oh, the booth has done it again. I really don't want to wish somebody's demise and get it right. I- well, look, don't misunderstand me. I am not wishing uh, Mr. Comey's demise. Yes. I hope he has a long and fruitful and, and healthy yes. life. God bless him. Yes. But on the yes. same, same token, <laughs> if I were Comey, I'd make sure my health insurance premiums and my life insurance was paid up. Yeah. Because, yep. brother, I mean, you have managed to piss off. Yeah. We used to say back in Jersey, you know. You know, she, uh, what, you kind know of, what kind of debriefing does a fired FBI director have to go Well, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, you have managed to piss off. You know, there are a lot of people out there who want who weren't big fans of this guy to begin with. And he's, you know, running, he's running out of friends. You know, he's. Making enemies fast, as, as they used to say, he's making enemies fast and he can kill them. Well, he said, you know, during this testimony, he felt and said his team is his team, his personal FBI team that he had working with him, were, were very loyal to him. Right. Oh, wow. um, I, I'm not I worried about it. Look, all I can say is he better, better be careful about guys with umbrellas. That's all I Let me just say that. <laughs> you see a guy with an umbrella walking down the street, I, I suggest he, he cross the street. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say uh, don't use any uh, valley parking. Um, right, you, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'd have someone. I'd be having someone else. You know, start your car in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling the same way about James Comey right now. I just, I hate to say yeah. it. I just, you know, I, I wish. No, no. I mean, look. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, someone posted a list of all the people that pissed off Vladimir Putin who are dead now. Yes. I mean. Yeah. Yep. Vladimir Putin has no, no freaking problem with taking out people he feels are a threat. They had, a Russian, they had a Russian guy here just uh, two months ago after the election. He ended up what? Oh, oh my God, he had a heart attack. Oh. Right, exactly. And not only that, look, <clears throat> there was that big election in France that yes. Putin was backing the right-wing guy and got his ass, ass kicked. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. Yes, okay. yes, France got a new. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about that real quick before we get out of here? We got real quick, uh, uh, Marie Le Pen, whose whose father founded this right wing fascist group, uh, the National Liberation Front. She got her ass whooped. And to quote a good friend of mine, "That's an old fa- that's an old fashioned Alabama ass whooping." Now, how does that does it affect Brexit at all? Uh, no, it doesn't. But I think it stopped. I think it will stop people from leaving other the European Union breaking up because that's one of the things. <clears throat> Marie Le Pen was was uh, running on was leaving leaving the European Union as it, Britain had. Okay, so right. I so think it's going to stop the bleeding. So and, it stops the, the bleeding into other countries right, as we exactly. were, as they didn't want. Oh, well, 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 well! Breaking news, people. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Senate Majority Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat, New York, urged Deputy Attorney General Rod Rod, Rod R- Rosenstein. To appoint a special prosecutor uh, into Trump's campaign ties with Russia. Oh, is warning Comey that the senator though will lead the public to readily suspect that FBI Director James Comey's surprise firing uh, Tuesday was part of a cover-up. And oh, let me freaking say it. again! I swear. <laughs> to- <laughs> the both called for a, a figure. They were going to call for a special prosecutor. What? Three four months ago, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I don't, you know, well, sister one. Uh, I think maybe we ought to be careful. We better start checking our cars. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I got remote start on the van before. I yeah, go exactly. Away. You may, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I understand you're in. The, I understand you're in the in the in the market for a new car. You better be careful. Maybe you don't tell anyone where you're shopping. <laughs> go under an assumed name. Wow. Who flipped, Ken? We get a minute left. Who do you think? Who, who's ratting who? Who's ratting who now? Do you think James Comey is singing? I think James Comey is. Oh, absolutely. 
do you think do you think when James Comey was fired, he walked out and said, "Here's where I'm going," and said, "Knock, knock, knock." All right, I'm I'm ready to talk to everybody and anyone. Oh yeah, I believe he picked up the phone and started calling and. Uh, I don't know if you remember that show from the seventies, Dialing for Dollars. Yes, because the, 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 the timing is too. He was just he was just fired just two hours before we right. went on the air. Exactly. So you can figure that he's hot as crap right now. Um, oh, I figure, oh, yeah. there's no question. He's dialing yep. for dollars. I think he had a bunch. I, honestly, I think he had a bunch of people on speed dial. What, okay, real quick, let's go a little bit over here. What? What? Okay, let's say let's say James Comey did walk in and say. Okay, I'm ready to talk. I'm taking the president down. What kind of deal? What I mean was was well, James Comey was under he was under investigation. So is he right. looking for immunity? What's he? What would he, he be got, looking I for? I think he's looking for immunity. Maybe an exit strategy. Maybe an ambassadorship someplace. Maybe another federal agency where they can stick him. and He can get immunity. What did they give the other gentleman? Um, oh, man, I can't remember his name. The other guy that they fired, and he's now, he went and turned and was granted um, immunity. Um, he's been right. testifying. Uh, right, exactly. The the congressional immunity, exactly. Yes, yes. So where where does this go? <clears throat> let's, um, let's run over about five minutes. Just I want you to just kind of give us an idea where you think this is going to go. Right I think, I think James- you're going to find. I think James Comey is going to be is going to be the star witness at a lot of congressional hearings coming up. And I think if they, if I spread, oh, better yet, you ready for this one? You ready? Yep. You ready for the ultimate fu play? What's that? Yeah. James Comey becomes a special a special prosecutor, independent counsel to investigate Trump's Russian ties. Can that happen? Can they do that? Though? Sure. After being fired. Absolutely. Can't they call him an unfair advocate? Can't they say he's? They can, they can call him a ham sandwich for all I care. Nothing can stop him. I know you're going to be on the phone as soon as you get off the show, Ken. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel Ken's legal wheels turning. He hates this stuff when it happens. When I, I, I'd love to talk to him about that, but uh, Senator, but it's it's deemed it, it's uh, classified, and therefore I cannot discuss it in open session. Oh man, this is going to get. This is again. I don't think we've ever seen. And I've told people this, and I've got a lot of people who go back and forth with me about politics. I'm like, look, I, I'm. I've been involved with politics for a long time. You can come and ta- you can come and debate with me and talk shit with me and try to go toe to toe with me. But I can just let you know right now, we have never, ever, 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 ever seen anything like this in out of Washington in our time of politics ever, ever, ever. This is this is all new territory. No, this, this this is this, this is, is this. I mean. Dude, I mean, strap yourself in because it keeps getting worse. This is history book stuff right now. This is stuff dude, that's dude, you know history book, and we are a joke. We we right now we are a joke to other countries across the sea. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Re- regardless of who you voted for in this past election, we are a joke right now. This is you've got two of your highest positions. You've got your FBI, your DOJ, and your President of the United States who are having in his hundred days they have had a civil government war right. behind closed doors behind closed doors our country is having a civil war politically that's bottom line that's what it is people and that's what we're going through and we're not going to see the effects of this people and i, I don't want to scare anybody to listen to the show we are not going to feel the effects of this until probably maybe a year or two down the line and, oh, and when, people, when people really start talking about what was going on behind closed doors you're really going to get scared to, i'm pretty sure people are not going to want to like what they hear that's going to come out from behind closed doors two years oh. from now. Oh, dude. Yeah. Trust me. It's, you know, it's get, you know, strap yourself in because it's about to be a bumpy ride. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Bernie Sanders has to say. I'm waiting. Look, to see, I'm waiting. I, you know, Hey, if I may, uh, full disclosure, I was a Bernie, I'm a Bernie bro. Yep. You know what they say? Hindsight's 20, you know, hindsight's 2020. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And Hillary Clinton and everybody's just been real quiet. Where's Kelly and Conway? Oh yeah, well she's like she's she's on MIA. Yeah, who knows what she's singing about? Who knows what she's done? I think she's on the phone with her lawyer, and lawyer's going to try to cut a deal. You know what? I don't think she's. I don't think she knew anything. I think. I think Kelly Ann was just a place. You know, just a figurehead. I don't don't know. She was in a lot of meetings. You think so? You think? Oh yeah. Do you think that's why she's on the back burner? That's why they've got her hidden. Yes. She was because she was crumbling. I I was watching yeah, some she was interviews. Crumbling. I mean, that's and they point. had her. I mean, I yeah. think she, she's hitting, hitting critical mass. Yep, 
Yeah, let's see. People, it's been a great show. I love having uh, breaking news before the show and breaking news after as we get ready to go off. Crazy stuff um, on the political level. Uh, I got to thank those guys that keep me going politically. Key Shanks, Matt Polkis, uh, Pat Carrara, all you guys out there discussing and keeping it, you know, keeping the conversation going good. Um, Big ups to Frank. I hung out on May. We hung out on Single to Mile the other night. And um, again, the booth goes out. And again, we have excitement. Once again, we go out and try to have a nice single to mile dinner with all of us together for the first time in a long time. And oh God, yeah. We go to end up overpacking the place and the fire department and everybody comes down. Yeah, the fire department, building department, police came to shut it down after we waited <laughs> three hours. For those of you who don't know, um, Frank, I, and, and Keith do socialize outside of this radio show. We've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. And so very occasionally we all, all get together and it's always a great time. We always have a great time. So we checked out this new, ma- or not new, it's been around El, what, El, Ma- El Mariachi. El in Mariachi in Easton. Easton, God, thank you very much. I can't remember where we were. Yep. And first of all, it's single to mile, so we're like we had to wait three hours. <laughs> we got a freaking seat. We're all starving to death. I thought I thought morning sun or morning dawn. What do you what do you call your wife? Dawn, morning sun. Morning sun was gonna yep. freaking lose it. I thought I was bad. I was the, I was actually calm in comparison. Morning dawn was about to rip somebody's lungs out. God damn it! They said the only people that I'm gonna take that table and jump it down their throat. <laughs> anyway, so we get there after waiting three hours, we're starving to death, and then they start shutting down the bar because they got too many people there. And yeah. I, I was it was it was it Dawn or was it Lynn? Um, Lynn. Lynn was saying, "Fuck! They're bring my phone. I don't get to eat the parking lot. They're bringing my goddamn phone." Yeah, yeah, we waited so long. So, hey. <laughs> Good show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Eight oh six. We went a little bit over tonight, but the, you know what? Hey, we got to do. We got to do that. The big news: uh, the fact that they're going to be starting this investigation. Yeah, this is good stuff. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure James Comey is Comey is singing like a bird right now after being oh, yeah. fired. Um, and if Trump, if Trump did fire him as a cover up, what kind of stupidness? What he do that? Who's it? Oh, man, it just makes him look even stupider. Keith, you, if, 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 if any of my clients actually use their brain for more than 25% of the time, I'd be out of business. Yes. Makes, you know. it, uh, it's just, again, it's crazy. Crazy politics again. And Somebody's you know, getting like, whacked. That's all I got to say. Yeah, this is this is crazy stuff. So, hey, all I got to say is, is thanks for tuning in. Can you get anybody to say goodbye to yeah, I just want to say goodbye to all of our listeners, all 12 of them. Thank you very much for tuning in. And, uh, hey, guys, God's sakes, hit the remote start in your car before you get out. You go to work tomorrow. I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Worried about you know. everybody. Yep, yep, yep. And I got to say what's up, what's going on, everybody out there. Thanks for tuning in. Got to give a big shout-out to my wife, Dawn, and just give her a big apology. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Love you, baby. Uh, just wanted to say sorry to her. And, uh... That's about it. We're going to get out of here. SpongeBob, you know what you can do? Do me a favor and take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to the booth at Boobazoo.com. Please make sure to tune in for more booth next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. New York Eastern Standard Time. Become a fan on their Facebook page and check out their podcast on iTunes. The booth is hosted by Sinister One, Z-Man, and Ken Diesel. that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys. I'm going home.